With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Donovan McNabb, joined with Armando Segarra. And yes, this is the five spot where we give you nothing but the latest news. We give you our input and we'll recap a little bit of what happens leading up until this important weekend. Big news out in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh decides to come and become their new head coach, which I think this is great news uh, for Justin Herbert and that offense. But more importantly, the questions go out for me of who's going to be the defensive coordinator. Now, you look at the names on that roster of the starting uh, defensive uh, players, meaning Bosa and, you know, Khalil Mack and Darwin James, uh, and the list goes on of talented players. Uh, but who's going to be the defensive coordinator to get them going, to get back to that top 10, possibly top five defense so this offense can continue to be explosive? Uh, so when I look at all around with this decision, I think it's a great move. Uh, you have a guy that has experience of being success successful in the NFL uh, when he was with the 49ers. Uh, he's molded a, a young quarterback and like he did with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. Now you have Justin Herbert who's very talented throwing the football, and he has some athleticism to be able to get outside the pocket uh, and create for the wide receiving core that he has, which is very talented. Some coming off injuries, and we'll see what happens with Allen. Uh, will they decide to give him a new contract and bring him back? But Armando, all in all, uh, with this decision with the Chargers, are you in favor, uh, or do you still have questions? No, I, I, I have no questions. Look, who's got it better than – than Jim Harbaugh right now. No body. Uh, because Donovan, he he is the the head coach who inherits the best quarterback situation of any head coach situation available this hiring cycle. Justin Herbert is is a record setting quarterback. I, I I went back and looked at it. He had a season where he threw for 5,000 5, yards, which is a Chargers record. And that's a franchise that had Dan Fouts, Hall of Famer, uh, Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, Philip Rivers, future Hall of Famer. And yet it's Justin Herbert who threw for 5,000 yards, 38 touchdown passes. So once they get him set and going, and Harbaugh, a former Chargers Colts quarterback, I think he's going to be able to connect with Justin Herbert. I think that's going to be a dangerous team. And you're right. They, they have to figure out a staff. The beauty of John uh, Jim Harbaugh is he comes with connections. Right. He, he can hire staff because he has – you know, a history. He can hire Greg Roman to be his 
offensive coordinator if he wants. He can hire Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator if he wants, because he has been. I don't think he will, but he can if he wants to. The bottom line is this isn't a first-year coach trying to figure out, remember the John Wick, trying to figure out who's trying to kill him in the bar before he makes a move to, you know, the lobby or whatever. Uh, so, so I think that that's a great job by the Chargers. Right. Great job that we all saw coming because back in December on OutKick, um, the, one of their football writers, their outstanding football writer on OutKick was writing that the Chargers are focused on Harbaugh when everyone else was saying maybe Belichick. Belichick didn't make sense for that team. No. Since that I read on OutKick from that outstanding football uh, NFL writer they have. Well, you know what? I think it's a great move and you bring up Bill Belichick. I didn't I didn't think that that was the smart decision because what number one, Bill's not an offensive minded guy, more defensive guy. Uh, number two, I think the game has somewhat in a lot of people's eyes passed, uh, you know, Bill Belichick by just a little bit. Uh, they may be looking at the last couple of years, obviously, when the decisions that he made of not hiring an offensive coordinator with Mac Jones, a young quarterback that had a pretty decent uh, rookie season. He was a pro bowler. Uh, and then the next couple of years were very shaky because of the decisions that he made and being the GM and being pretty much like the president of the New England Patriots. So I think at this particular point, bringing in a young face, a lot of energy, uh, experience, uh, one that's been successful on this level uh, works out better for the Los Angeles Chargers. But let's let's dig a little bit deeper. Uh, do you bring back Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator? Um, you know, I had a little bit of success last year. Uh, we've seen the things that he's been able to do. Can he bring him back to run Harbaugh's system? And here's another question that I've thought about. You talk about his resources and his connections. He could possibly go on to that Baltimore Ravens staff and bring some of those guys over to become his coordinators. Uh, not the coordinators, but the ones in the running. And and, and just in case their defensive coordinator uh, you know, gets interviewed for becoming a head coach and he may leave, will he bring someone over in that position um, to help him out? Yeah, I you know, it's hard to it's hard to raid your brother's staff, right? Uh, I mean, I don't have a sibling, but I would imagine that going and taking my sibling's toys would not be a good thing. What and position coaches, not the coordinators, the position guys? No, I get it. But still, I mean, you're still raiding the dude's staff. And... <laughs> It's a business. I get it's a it. Business. They want to uh, get paid. They want to eat. Uh, no, I, I understand that. I just don't. Uh, he's got too many, too many. He is going to raid the Michigan staff. That makes sense. Uh, you think he brings college staff up to the NFL? Yeah. You, think you, yeah. you really do? Uh, like his son to be the special teams coach in a heartbeat. I don't know if I would hire my kid. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and I have my kids. Oh yeah, no, he's 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 gonna bring his son to be yeah. his 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 special teams coach. Um, look, 
this is going to rise and fall. The success of this is going to rise and fall on who they hire as general manager, number one, because that team still needs, uh, you know, to fill some holes and their cap situation isn't great. And number two, Justin Herbert and keeping him healthy and keeping him upright and getting his mind right. Justin Herbert, you mentioned um, Kellen Moore. I'm sorry, Kellen Moore doesn't fit the bill. And in fact, Kellen Moore has been out there interviewing for other positions because I think he knows. Right. But Justin Herbert is going to have to learn his third, I believe it's his third offense in four years. That, as a former quarterback, you know, that that's not easy, I imagine. I mean, how, you were in the same offense for a lot of years, no? I was in the same offense for a decade. And uh, and then when I had to uh, make my last two stops, you know, you're trying, you're trying to eliminate everything that you've learned. And that was the thing with me. I had to eliminate what I've learned a little bit over a decade to learn a new style, new approach, new footwork, you know, everything in, in a short period of time. And, you know, you're trying to, somewhat run their system and try not to be robotic, but still be in the framework of their offense and then still try to be yourself. And that's why I I see a lot of these quarterbacks now and, and, you know, they struggle early on because it's like, you're trying to learn a new system. You're trying different type of footwork. uh, You're trying to read the field a little bit differently because of the progression is, and everything is different. Uh, But then you're trying to be yourself. And so you look at guys like that have been like this for for many years. And the latest was like Russell, who Russell had to learn two different offenses. And people were like, oh, Russell's he was awful. He sucks. You know, he, he's not as good as you. And I'm like, no, Russell's trying to be himself or what he was in Seattle. And then he's he's trying to be in that framework of the offense and do what the coach is asking him to do. And it's tough. And for Justin, you know, I I love the way he played in spurts under Kellen Moore, under that new offense. But then then you can still tell he wasn't comfortable with some of the things that they were doing because he's obviously different than Dak. And so now you're trying to be yourself, but you're also trying to do what's been successful uh, for where he was and being in Dallas. And then now he has a new coordinator. So it's going to be hard for Justin to make this adjustment because he may watch some film on Michigan if it's the same type of offense. And look at J.J. McCarthy and go, okay, like I I know I could do that, but you want me to be like that? And that's kind of the communication he's got to have with Harbaugh. It's like, like I know I can do that, but I'm not really comfortable with the way he looks. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's things like that. Because I was the sixth overall pick, and J.J. McCarthy is not. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, so Jesse Minter, possible defensive coordinator, uh, candidate coming from, from Michigan, Michigan. Um, Jay Harbaugh, the special teams guy. It, to me, it's kind of interesting what happens now in the AFC West, because that is big boy coaching football, uh, division led, led by the big red guy. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> The big red guy with the stash. 
<laughs> you know, big red, big red, big Kool-Aid man. <laughs> uh, uh, did you guys, I bet you guys didn't call him that. Oh, we called him Big Red, not the Kool-Aid man, but we called uh, him Big Red. Okay. All right. <laughs> he, remember, he's wearing red now. He wasn't wearing red with us. He wore right. black. He told me black is slimming. So, you know, he, he stayed with the black. <laughs> Love you, big guy. But you're right. You're right. You're right. And and I don't want to cut you off about your topic of, of just the AFC West and how strong that's going to be. Go ahead. No, 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 dude. I was, uh, you know, by all means, uh, you look, the, the AFC West now has Sean Payton in Denver, John Harbaugh in Los Angeles. Don't call me San Diego. Jim, Jim, Jim. Uh, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. You're right. Uh, one of them. <laughs> and uh, and and Andy Reid in Kansas City, and then Antonio Pierce in Las Vegas. Oh, Antonio, Antonio, Antonio! Something's gonna have to happen, Antonio, because it's gonna be interesting to see if he can overcome the the experience factor. And I didn't say inexperience; I said the experience because there's other guys that he's competing against are very experienced head coaches and accomplished head coaches, and they all have been to Super Bowls, and he hasn't taken a team to a Super Bowl. So he was 5-4 and four as a head yeah. coach. So uh, the onus is going to be on the Raiders to have gotten it right, and really it's a referendum on uh, – from now on, the Raiders are a referendum on players running a team. Because it's the players who pick that coach. They put pressure on ownership to pick Antonio Pierce. And they didn't go out and do this wild madcap search like the Atlanta Falcons are doing. They went and interviewed, you know, half a dozen people. And Antonio Pierce was the guy the whole time, basically. Um, when you do that, because your players are in your corner and that's who they want to say and that's right. who they want and they're threatening you with trade me, hire this guy or trade me, like Max Crosby said, uh, it better work. It better work. Well, the tough situation when we talk about where they are as far as in that conference is concerned, um, I look at it in a sense for, for Andy has Patrick. Uh, for Jim, he's got Justin. We don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback in Denver. And then we don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback with the Raiders. Now, you would think, obviously, with between the Raiders and the Broncos, that the Broncos have better athletes around possibly whoever may be their quarterback. Uh, they still have to make a decision with Russell. Um, and then all across the board, don't, don't know if Judy will be back. What does this mean for Sutton? Uh, what does this mean for the offensive line? Uh, and defensively, like the defense with Vance Joseph, it was started out the season kind of rough. Then they went through uh, about a seven, seven to eight game patch of, of playing well. And then they went back to struggling a, a, a little bit toward the end. So there are a lot of questions in Denver. And then with the Raiders, they play well, more the, better than expected. 
after Antonio took over, but not great. They didn't blow the doors off of off of people. Um, and then they got to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback. They got to figure out if they're going to pay their running back. Um, you know, does De- Devontae Adams still want to be a Raider? Uh, you know, and then so the defense. So it's a lot of questions right now for both teams. More questions with the Raiders. But I'm with you. I think it's going to be really exciting football going forward as we take a look as next season kind of evolves. Uh, so there will be some games that will be on prime time with that division. Yeah, so um, I'll get to that in a second. But you look at the Raiders and the Broncos, they're not exactly positioned to find great quarterbacks right away. With draft uh, picks. Right, exactly. Number 12 and number 13 in the first round order, respectively, you're not getting the best two or three guys. Right. Uh, and I get it. Look, you look at the at the teams that are in the in the in the Super Bowl tournament still, and you know the 49ers found their guy as Mister Irrelevant. The Ravens found their guy at the end of the first round. You can do things. You can you can you can make things happen. Uh, right. Patrick Mahomes, he was number ten overall. Yes. Yes. So it's not like he went first overall. The one guy that did go first overall is Jared Goff. But you, I guess you can find guys as long as you develop them. Uh, and our producer, John Cassio, pointed out, you know, if if the Ravens win the Super Bowl, they play the Chargers next year. It's going to be interesting to see if it's the Chargers visiting the the Ravens, Jim the world Harbaugh. Champion Raiders, yeah, the World Championship Raiders. Uh, uh, excuse me, no, the Ravens, the Ravens. Ravens Jim yeah. Harbaugh um, visiting brother John Harbaugh uh, the night before the game at home, and then on the sidelines the the day of and the night of. It's going to be an interesting situation. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. It, it's a good storyline. It gives us. The fans' excitement. I'm sure we'll see the dad out on the field or or in the box with the mom. Uh, they'll give that big hug like like they back were back in the Super Bowl competing against each other. So I think that's good for football, uh, and and I think it'll be one that everyone will keep an eye on. Speaking of of the AFC and staying in in that division, we got a uh, big game coming up with two big horses. I would say uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar. Lam- you know, with Lamar and what he's done at this particular point. Just give me your thoughts going into this game because I, I look at the three key points for this particular game. Uh, it's Ravens defense. It's Lamar Jackson and his explosiveness on offense. Uh, and then the key factor that has made John Harbaugh who he is, that it gets overlooked, is the special teams factor. And the thing that everyone kind of overlooks because it's not the sexy idea of talking about special teams, but special teams, I think in this game will be so important for field position, possible points, even if it's a field goal or put them in position to score. And then also on the reverse side of things, backing the Kansas city chiefs up. I think that's the key components for Baltimore in this particular game versus Kansas city. 
That is an outstanding breakdown of the football. Let me give you an alternate breakdown of that football game. Uh, Come on, Lamar Jackson. Save me from a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Save me from Taylor Swift. What do you mean? You don't want to swag surf like she swag surfing? (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Dude, okay, so <laughs> with all respect to the Swifties, right? With all respect to the Kelseys, I, I don't want to spend a week at the Super Bowl hearing about Taylor Swift and her Swifties and her little concert tour. I don't want to hear another word about the freaking Kelsey family. Uh, you don't want to see J- Jason up there with his shirt off? <laughs> taking pictures with some kid with his shirt off? Like, that's really uncomfortable. Uh, really uncomfortable. Highly uncomfortable. And by the way, it felt... Th- Should I say this? It feels like he shaves. Like, <laughs> he, sh- he, like, doesn't shave from his chest up, but then he shaves from the chest down, and he leaves the little stripe to his belly button so that he looks thinner. Uh, Dude, it's 15... I am not going there. It's 15 degrees out. Put a a shirt on, okay? Uh, Yeah, hoodie and a jacket, please. Thank you. I don't need that. I don't need your little uh, crazy family member shtick. I don't want that. I don't want to go to the Super Bowl and want to be told everywhere that Donna Kelsey is going to be next. Okay. I don't want her at, you know, uh, the, the Super Bowl night with uh, a contingent. I don't want her at the commissioner's meeting. I don't want her tossing uh, the coin. At the beginning of the game, I don't want 30 shots of her and Jason and, and all the other Kelsey's. Uh, I, I'm tired. I got tired of that last year. Lamar Jackson, save me, brother. Save me. That's your neighbor um, that you yeah. like to say, but he was really like two miles probably away from you. You like to say he's like right next door. But that- <laughs> No, I look at I look at this game, and when I when I think of Kansas City, obviously you first with the the combination of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, but they have some other stars on that team that have continued to rise and been so, so much of a contributor uh, for this football team. Pachenko running the football hard uh, to Rice is now elevating to possibly becoming their go to receiver. Uh, Tony didn't even dress, I don't believe. Uh, against Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore, against Buffalo. Um, And and so when you look at this offense, it's one to always focus on. And this is where I talk so much about Baltimore's defense and bring them up 
uh, is my first component of, of the success for Baltimore. Their defense is going to have to figure out is, are you going to bring Kyle Hamilton down to, to play Travis Kelsey, man? Um, what are you, what are you going to do as far as your coverage is concerned? How much are you really willing to blitz Patrick Mahomes? Uh, and how much pressure can you get on Patrick Mahomes? Cause Patrick Mahomes played a game against Buffalo and did get sacked once. So is this defense with Jadavian Clowney off the edge, uh, is this defense going to be one of these defenses that we're going to say is they're putting a lot of pressure on Patrick and forcing him to get the ball out quickly. Uh, and then on the flip side of it all, you know, will this be the one of defense to try to neutralize and play a little mush rush on, on Lamar Jackson, force him to stay in the pocket and beat them by throwing the football. So now again, it goes to the secondary of, of Kansas city. Can you, press and play man versus Bateman versus Odell Beckham versus Flowers. Mark Andrews is coming back. And then Lively, who is a guy that I think is their X factor of the way he's filled in for Mark Andrews. Can he continue to elevate his game and be that much of a threat versus this defense? Did I mention I also don't want to be seeing Jackson Mahomes? And I also don't want to be seeing Brittany Mahomes at the Super Bowl. You don't want to see Jackson in the TikTok? <laughs> and I also don't want to see Brittany hugging Taylor like they're BFFs. I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Don't, I, you don't want to see the new outfits, the new outfits that uh, their fullback has made for the wife slash girlfriend? So our viewers, our listeners are going to say, wow, Salguero's this curmudgeon of an old... You know, angry sitting on the porch with his with his tea. Yeah, he's like the, the one of the those old Muppet guys. Hey, let me tell you, I don't like these young people. No, man, I just want to watch a football game for the football game, and I get it. Stars show up, and I get it. You know, that one time you want to see them, okay. But it's gotten to be like it feels, and plus all the commercials, it feels like they are running a marketing campaign before your eyes, and I'm tired of it. And yeah. I don't think I'm the only one. And I want to see the football game, and I want to see the people that are great at playing football doing that. If, if they were great at selling me beer, um, you know, that's what their career would be. But uh, look, it's just a personal thing. I'm oversaturated. And by the way, let me put a question to you. In that game, is Patrick Mahomes going to find for the first time this year that he is the inferior quarterback on the field? Is this the one game where Patrick Mahomes is QB two and the guy on the other sideline is better. Is that, is this, that game? There's a good possibility. There's a good possibility that, that Lamar Jackson can come out and construct drives that will lead to touchdowns and points. Uh, and their defense will be able to get off on third down, uh, forcing the Kansas city chiefs to have to come up with some surprise plays, a fake putt, uh, an onside kick. And Andy has that in his bag all the time, but 
when your team is somewhat struggling and look on the offensive side and they're they're kind of driving down it willingly easily then yeah you got to come up with something but I, I take this into account now they played the Houston Texans and in that first half it wasn't the Baltimore type of offense that we've seen um I don't think they can afford to play like that in the first half versus Kansas City um CJ Stroud and Houston they're a young team explosive but they were still, I think, adjusting to the cold weather, and they just were a little inconsistent uh, with what they were doing. And Baltimore offensively wasn't consistent enough to be able to put up points and only put up 10 in that first half. They can't do that versus Kansas City. So I'll be keeping an eye on it. It'll be quite interesting and one to watch. And I'm looking forward to that particular game, more importantly, because of the two guys at the quarterback position. But let's go to the NFC where we're talking quarterbacks and we look at Brock Purdy, and we look at Jared Goff, two guys on two different paths, one that's been to a Super Bowl and had a great season and then end up being traded, I think, two years later. And now in Detroit and revive not only that football team, that organization, but he's revived that city. Like, when you think of Michigan and you think of Detroit, um, you know, obviously people think of 8 Mile with Eminem, which he's on the sideline, big, big Lions fan. Uh, they had a lot of fans in the stands crying because they made it. Uh, and this is the first time they've seen them win in the playoffs in a long time. Um, and the success that they've had with St. Brown, uh, with Gibbs, with Montgomery, with Hutchinson, you know, big names that have elevated, young talent that have elevated their game. And then you look at San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan and and McCaffrey and, and Ayuk and Debo Samuels and, you know, you know, you you just have a list of names that have really stood out. The two key factors in this particular game are going to be, one, Trent Williams. What, Trent, Trent Williams, on that left side, he has to be healthy enough to finish this game. He's the X factor to me. And on the other side for Detroit, it's Hutchinson. If Hutchinson is able to get to Brock Purdy and force him to get the ball out quickly uh, instead of being able to go through his reads, then it can help them out. But I think those are the key X factors for me. Right. And so you mentioned the two quarterbacks, Brock Purdy and Jared Goff, and you mentioned how one has been to the Super Bowl, the other one has not. Bro, one was the number one overall pick, and the other guy was the very last pick of right. a draft. It's like the, yes. the, the contrast between those two things are stark and i think a lot of people go into this game expecting san francisco to win they're they're more established they're at home they're the number one seed let me say something right here that's going to sound ridiculous it's very possible that for the first time this year the and, and i know they've played already but and it wasn't close by the way um the lions on just talent alone, and there's, you know, three other critical, four other critical factors that will determine a victory and a loss, but on sheer talent alone, they might be just as talented as the San Francisco 49ers, and that doesn't happen very often. Right. The 49ers typically go into a game, 
And dang, man, they got Ayuk over there, and they got Debo over here, and McCaffrey's an all-pro, and 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 Trent Fred Williams, and Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the NFL, and and they've got the two Bosa, friends. yeah, yeah. Bosa and, yeah, and yeah. Chase Young. Well, you know what, Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Lions, the last the three drafts that he has put together on that team, he's hit, he's hit. Oh, 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 look, uh, let me just show you here. The 2021 draft, Panay Sewell. All, All pro. pro. All pro. Uh, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Pretty big. Pretty good. Pro Bowl. Yeah. McNeil. Uh, Derek Barnes, who had the game ceiling interception. interception. Yes. All of them starters in 22, Hutchinson. Very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jameson Williams is a starter. Uh, uh, Kirby Joseph is a starter. In 23, Jamar Gibbs, he's dynamic. Yes. Uh, Matt Campbell is a starter at linebacker. Sam Laporta, the tight end. Beast. Is a beast. Yeah, beast. Brian Branch, another beast. Yeah. Of that draft. This dude has picked up. Three, sometimes four starters in each of the last three drafts. Yeah. And that doesn't count the fact that he made those drafts possible. Right. By trading for the quarterback that's that threw 30 intercept uh, 30 touchdowns this year. Yeah. Jared yeah. Goff, he traded away his guy, Stafford, got got uh, you know, his quarterback. Jared in, got Jared Goff, yeah. In Goff. And Goff has delivered 30 touchdown passes and all these draft picks to help the Lions become a team that goes to the NFC Championship game. They are on par, I would tell you, with the 49ers in talent. Yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. I mean, again, it goes to... Uh, and then this is, this is the thing that's that's interesting to me, and I think it will be probably talked about a little bit because I'm, we mentioned it here on this show and everyone focuses on the five spot because we give them great information. But when it comes to offense, you talk about offense with Kyle Shanahan and that young generation that he's started now where co like organizations are looking for those 33, 34-year-old guys to 40 uh, to come in and be innovative, uh, change the dynamic of their offense, be more explosive, because he's done it in San Francisco, and he's continued to do it. The Detroit Lions and their offensive coordinator in Johnson, he's now becoming number one as one of these coordinators that could possibly become head coaches. And the offensive explosion that he's created in Detroit, you talk about St. Brown, talk about Jamison Williams, who's, who's he's just evolving in this offense because he came off of injury, and I think he was suspended in the beginning of the game, beginning of the season. Uh, for the gambling deal. Uh, but overall, and Laporte, Laporte, is it Laporte, the Laporta. tight end? Laporta. He's got weapons that he's putting in great positions to create mismatches, and Jared Goff is taking full advantage of it, and they're making plays. That's the thing. So it may be, it may be here because of the talent that you bring up in San Francisco to Detroit, and this is young talent, and this is a little bit more established talent, but I love the running back explosiveness with McCaffrey, with Gibbs. And then I love the tight ends with Kittle and Laporta. 
And then you look at the slot receivers, the slot receivers of um, St. Brown, and then you can put Debo Samuels in that in that aspect. And so I just I just think I'm with you on where you were as far as the analytical parts of it is concerned, and and bringing them together and to just bring the names. But this is one that I think is going to come down to the quarterbacks. It's going to come down to turnovers. Who can create explosive plays on first and second down, and then convert on third down? And who will eliminate the turnover aspect to get the ball to the opposing team with good field position? And we haven't mentioned the coaches. When you compare those two guys, well, you did mention uh, Shanahan. Did Shanahan with with the 49ers. On the other side, you know, Shanahan feels to me like a thinking man's coach. Uh, I've got this scheme that you can't figure out, and we're right. going to run this thing, and and we're going to make you cross-eyed, and and it's going to be great because I'm smarter than you. Right. And on the other sideline, you've got the Marlboro man. He's going <laughs> to run right through you, tear your heart out. He's going to, yeah, he's going to shift your hips. And crack your neck like that's that's Dan, yeah. Dan Campbell is not, uh, or does not have a reputation as the thinking man's coach. <laughs> he has a reputation as the guy that puts you in a headlock <laughs> and gives you, you know, the what for and <laughs> sends you on your way, and you respect that, but. There's a there there's a moment there was a moment in training camp this year where you know he is before the start of practice Dan Campbell gathers his team and he says guys we're going to today we're going to live we're going to tackle live live we're live absolutely live. bring back the old school football and and some players go because, yes. of course, everybody, yeah. the natural instinct is, wow, you're going to put us at risk during training camp. Tackling. Right. And he says, trust me on this. One of the things of being a great team is you have to tackle. Have and to you have to be able to tackle. Figure yeah. it out as you go to where we're tackling well in game eight. We have to tackle well in game one. Right. And the only way to do that is to do it here and now. And trust me, trust me, I think about this all the time. It's all I think about. How do I get you guys to be champions, make you better? We're not going to go crazy, but I think about, trust me on this. We need to do this to be great. And they buy in. Yeah, and, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it shows you, Indeed, he is thinking about it right. all the time. Yeah. His major thought is how to help his players be better. No, it's not X's and O's and scheme, but it, it's still a thinking man's approach right. to how to make a football team better. And I have great respect for that. It, it's one of being, uh, like you talked about, an X's and O's guy who can break down and and from a mental standpoint, be able to teach and develop uh, players to understand more about the game, to allow them to be themselves out on the field, which I think is impressive. But more importantly, I look at it in the sense of, of a leader of men. 
who can lead this team and be able to teach, preach, push, motivate, drive. But at the when I get to the to the starting block, I can look you in the eye and say, we're running right through them. And it's like, I'm with you and buckle up tight. And that's who he is. And a lot of them have spoke out on 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 his behalf. Uh Skinner, um, their center that that I think Ragnar, who who battled injury throughout that game, Sua, um, Jared Goff, uh, Laporta, all these guys have spoke up about Dan Campbell and talked about how much of a leader he is. And we would run through a wall for him. He cares about us. And we're all about Dan Campbell. When you hear that from a football team, that means they are all in. And where the successes they've had, you can tell on interviews that they've had. It's not shocking to them. It's not a, It's not one that's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're here. No, they felt like they deserved to be there, and they felt like they prepared to get there. And that's more about anything in this league than any the, anything that I look at. And I'm excited about this game. And if they win this game, it wouldn't be to the point where I would say, wow, I can't believe Detroit's in the Super Bowl. I would say they deserve to be here, and they were prepared to be here. And there's a reason in there. And so ending out off this show, I want to just t- bring up two matchups. Glenn, Aaron, I think Aaron Glenn versus Kyle Shanahan and Johnson versus Wilkes. That's that's a big title because you got two coordinators in Detroit that are up for head coaching jobs. And you got one that's a head coach and another one who wasn't head coach before. This could be the telling tale for them if Detroit wins. You might see these two coordinators, just like the Philadelphia Eagles coordinators last year, becoming head coaches in this league. But join us here back here at the five spot next week when we recap the winners and losers of the AFC and NFC title games. And then there will be probably more uh, decisions made by organizations signing uh, new head coaches to start and become the face of their franchise. So join us back here at the five spot where we give you nothing but the exciting deal.